Hi everyone, I'm Liam Samuel from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Peter Ansel, Scientific Director and Research Fellow in Precision Medicine Oncology at AbbVie, and Dr. Marion Navratil, Senior Vice President of Research and Development at HTG, who recently joined us for a webinar where they discussed the use of novel RNA-based gene expression profiling technologies for clinical and preclinical oncology research. Let's jump right in. All right, so let's jump right in and, and uh, Pete, we can start with a question for you. So this attendee has said, uh, I often face internal pushback when I try to introduce a new technology to my laboratory. People are apprehensive about branching out from a comfort zone and trying something new and unfamiliar. Uh, what would be your advice for me when I have these conversations with my team? Well, sure, that's a great question. And, and if I may, I mean, let me go to Miriam's slide 24 because I think this really captures you know the workflow for example nicely this is basically just rna seq improved upon and you kind of think of four steps how do you make sample <laughs> how do you make a library how do you do your sequencing and how do you do your analysis and so really the take your sample and scrape it into a tube <laughs> has really simplified that you know a semi-automated library prep has simplified that part the sequencing, again, if you already have a sequence or you're familiar with it, that's really well established and they would be familiar with it. And then the data analysis. So, so of the four steps, it's, it's, it's really quite analogous to probably what they're already used to, just simplified. And so I don't know, yeah, Marion, if you have that, that's my take. I don't know if you have anything to expand upon that. I think that was, uh, that was a very comprehensive answer. The only thing I would add to that is what attracts a lot of our customers to, uh, to HTG is the ability to work with uh, small and uh, partially degraded samples. And that's particularly true for situations where you're dipping into your sample archive. Oftentimes customers are scraping the bottom of the barrel and being able to leverage some uh, old clinical trial samples uh, and basically get the, the entire human uh, transcriptomic profile can be, can be extremely informative. Yeah, some great points. All right, so the next question, and Marion, I'll ask you uh, to lead this one. So HTG uh, was, launched about, yeah, was launched about 10 months ago. What was the main motivator behind developing uh, such a product? Yeah, I, I think this talks about HTP, which is our HTG transcriptome panel. That, that is our latest uh, product. Uh, and uh, as, as I mentioned on one of the previous slides, HTG historically was heavily focused on these molar targeted panels focused on specific application or set of applications. And what we've realized over the years is that there is invariably gene content that is, that is missing. It, it also limits our customers to a specific disease state or disease areas. So we, what we've seen in the field is the trend towards more content, not less. And, uh, and what we were able to accomplish with, with HTP is to be able to basically expand the, the opportunities or potential applications of the of the assay essentially all across all disease areas and uh, and basically provide the same benefits of our technology with a much greater gene cover. Yeah, excellent. 
Or here's a good question, and I think maybe uh, actually both of you could probably answer this one. So in which areas of research or therapeutics do you anticipate RNA sequencing and transcriptome profiling to become more mainstream in the upcoming years? Uh, Pete, maybe we can start with your answer for this one. Sure. No, that, that's a great question. I think I also see that there was somebody, you know, surprised about tumor types and situations that don't have actionable driver mutations. And a great, fantastic example of that are things like small cell lung cancer. You look at non-small cells, well-defined EGFR mutations, RAS, ALP, you know, even within a non-small cell, then you have about 50% of patients with an actionable driver. Small cell, you just don't see that. At least we haven't found the drivers or can't drug them yet or things like that. So certainly, I think there are diseases like that that are really well captured. I mean, triple negative breast cancer is another one by expression profiling to understand the biology. And then from a therapeutic perspective, there's clearly IO, and you know, IO tends to be beyond PDA1 expression, pretty complicated signatures, you know, interferon gamma, things like that. So understanding response to IO therapies, which are not often well modeled by univariate responses. And then finally, I think in the drug development space, going back to that expression mantra, antibody drug conjugates. You know, Daiichi has done, you know, phenomenally well with antibody drug conjugates targeting overexpression. We have some drugs in the pipeline, certainly, for that, um, and presented, you know, recent data on those. And so, so really, where we're trying to move away from, the drivers are there, and, and, and we have good actionable biomarkers hitting that. But that's, even in lung cancer, non-small cell lung cancer, only half the population. And so trying to come up with therapies, be it antibody, drug conjugates, or other, that really target overexpression. And then that's probably, you know, a lot of times where the field's moving. Yeah, great answer. Marion, anything to add to that? I will just add that besides oncology, which is a very busy uh, field uh, with lots of potential, we've seen a lot of uh, great work in the areas of diabetes uh, and neurodegenerative diseases. I'm, I'm trying to think of there's anything else, cardiovascular. This may not be so much with messenger RNA, but uh, with microRNA and other uh, circulating uh, small RNAs. So there is uh, there are great applications and good potential across a variety of disease states. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. All right, another interesting uh, question here. Can we apply? Can we apply this on single cell analysis efficiently? So, what would the the sensitivity be for? for this analysis? I'm not sure I, I fully understand the question, but Marion or Pete, maybe you'll... I think I can decipher that. So we technically do not ask for a single cell gene expression profiling, but there's really nothing preventing us from doing that. The way that we've optimized the, the technology is, is, is really for maximum signal across human transcripts. And whenever you move to single cell analysis, you're giving up some of that sensitivity. But, but we've done some proof of concept work with a small number of cells or laser capture micro dissection. So the technology definitely is capable of uh, going way down in, in sampling, but, 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 but you're going to pay for it with sensitivity. Fantastic. All right. Have you used HDG for uh, microRNA exosome? I'm not sure who would be best to address that one, but... I'll, I'll take that one. And maybe I'll combine it with the, with the next question because they're actually related. This would be, the second question is, can you expand on, on the use of blood cells versus uh, 
plasma. The technology obviously supports a variety of uh, sample types. And uh, in our commercial laboratory, we, we work with uh, blood-based sample types uh, very routinely, whether it's plasma, serum, uh, hex gene, or uh, kidney assorted PBMCs. We've done all of them very successfully. When it comes to exosomes specifically, it is very much possible, and we actually do that on a semi-regular basis. Uh, our customers oftentimes approach us about uh, exosomic profiling. But as many of you know, especially those who are active in this field, the process of enrichment for exosomes can be extremely variable. So if, if you have that part of the process mastered, our technology is perfectly capable of, uh, of uh, analyzing those uh, purified exosomes uh, and, and generating some microarray. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. There, there's one here about the the relative cost for the HTG technique. Peter, Miriam, can you maybe uh, elaborate a bit on that as the last question here? Sure. I mean, I think I, I, I can take a crack, you know, quickly as, as, as sort of an end user. And you know, I think about this as, you know, you need to start with a sample and then through your data analysis. And so, you know, isolating RNA versus not, you know, there's there, there's a cost savings there. And then that data analysis piece, and that's, you know, what I stressed a few times throughout the talk, is some vendors who do RNA-seq, you will pay <laughs> a lot of money for that just that analysis piece more so than the transcriptomic profiling. If you do that internally, then there's an overhead to that as well because you need to hire informaticians. So it's actually, but even all that was standing quite comparable or cheaper than some of the full service RNA uh, providers. But Fantastic, great answer. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.